From executive producer Ronda Rousey comes a groundbreaking new series, Why We Fight, a never-before-seen journey into the lives of unknown and underdog fighters. Every day they put it all on the line. Some fight for family, some for fortune, and others for freedom. Watch Why We Fight, every episode streaming right now on go90.show slash mm. What's up, guys? It's your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to The Masked Man Show. And you are listening to The Masked Man Show. And you're listening to The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. This is a star-studded episode of the show. <laughs> Sitting across from me at this fine wooden table. From, I, I should do just like wrestling announcements. Do Howard Finkel announcements. From the nursery, Dave Big Daddy Schilling. <laughs> oh, going Big Daddy. That's guys. right. Yeah, well, I'm pretty guy. big and I'm a dad, so yeah, well, it fits. One of the greats. One of the all-time greats. Yeah. And... From DMs Unknown, <laughs> the Silver Lake heartthrob, Steve Kazee. Yeah, that's right. How's D- it going, guys? Good, good, man. Oh, man. Uh, I've seen you guys twice now in one week. It's, it's insane. Twice in three days. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> if only we could see our heel producer, Jim, right now, the four of us that attended Monday Night Raw would be reunited. Um, We're only missing St. Germain. Then we had the full four horsemen. King of sad style. Yeah. He's sad that he's not at wrestling. He's working in Hollywood, unlike us. Um, That's a great point. (laughs) I'm I'm technically working in Hollywood, or literally working in Hollywood, if not, you know, the way that most people think. Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, uh, did did either of you get a chance to rewatch Raw? You were were (laughs) threatening to, Steve. I threatened to, but then life got in the way. Yeah, same. Um, it was a great time. Yeah. I went, I will say, and this is not, uh, you know, uh, everyone listening to this probably knows that I turned full heel last, last week. Um, well, I, 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 I didn't want to go to Raw, but it wasn't just because the, uh, the last week's product had me in a, you know, tizzy or whatever. It was because going to Raw is often pretty boring. It's more fun to watch at home. There's usually like repeat, like numerous long stretches of stuff happening backstage bumpered by, you know, WWE Cares and Jetsons commercials, and you just end up sitting there, not, like, in the darkness for 25-minute stretches? Yeah. I mean, it's it can get pretty rough. Yeah. I was trying to describe it to Kevin Clark, our, our, the Ringer's football writer, um, and I was like, it's like going to, a, going to a football game, except if all of the timeouts, everybody just ran backstage, and they just showed it on the Jumbotron. <laughs> And you couldn't tell what was going on. You couldn't hear the announcement, which is kind of like going to a football game. But it's it can get, you know, it's like a basketball game if the T-shirt guns were happening on the Jumbotron or something. They don't do anything except for the one time where they acknowledge fan signs, Yeah, which is now, I think, exclusively a forum for people to make Bray Wyatt jokes at JoJo's expense and her to giggle. 
That's too bad. Anyway, she seems nice. All of that is to say that Raw was really fun. Yeah, yeah it was I a good think time. it was going. I mean, going with you guys, but you know, taking Jim, the whole thing was you know quite an experience. It was okay. It was, but you Jim, know, Jim just said it was okay. It was honestly just like a stretch of good matches too. Well, that was the that's the you know, kick, which is what was impressive. Very little backstage. I think, well, other than the Matt Hardy promo, which I'm, are we, I tried to figure out if the Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy thing was happening live or if it was a pre-record. It had to be a pre-record. Yeah. Um, But it was not Bray Wyatt's promo from the week before. It was. It was a new new promo. promo. Yeah, I did go back and see that. But the implication, and again, just watching it from the arena, seemed to be that Matt Hardy had seen this promo and was sort of like directors commentarying it. Or something like MST3K. Like yeah. I'm gonna interrupt this. I, does he have superpowers? Oh. Does Woken Matt have superpowers? No. How does Who how did he break into the feed? He's he's a child of the universe, so he has the power of the stars and the divinity of creation. The seven him. deities. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. Come on, get it together. I'm stupid. Shilling. I can't believe so, you asked that question. So are we dealing with a like a white magic and a black magic situation? Is this kind of like um? The Sith and the Jedi. And yes. Different I'm just sides of say the same yes. coin. <laughs> See if we can influence this. Um, last week or the week before, we had said that it was too late to pull the trigger. Not like literally too late, but like the hype that attended Hardy's return was sort of gone. How are, are we? I, I kind of feel like we were all we were wrong. Everybody's oh, well, excited. I wasn't, I wasn't in on that. I thought it was like ready whenever they were ready because right. people have just been wanting it. No one wanted to watch them continue to wrestle in their outfits from 20 years ago. It's embarrassing for everyone involved. <laughs> we wanted to see them wrestle in their outfits from 18 months ago. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just don't want them coming out to the Hardy music anymore and like pretending to be 19-year-old kids sure. to fly around the ring. So I think people wanted that change. And I mean, for me personally... I thought the way that they allowed that promo to happen and the contrast between the slick production on Bray Wyatt to like the bright white light and the terrible production on Matt Hardy, like as soon as I saw all of that and then the final kicker was like the laughter back and forth. It gives me a lot of hope that they're just going to stay out of the way a little bit and and trust that like whatever weirdness that Matt Hardy comes up with will actually work for people. Yeah, and this is a kind of weirdness that I for some reason I can totally get behind on Bray's side too. It's like I'd much rather see him involved in this sort of like entertaining but not necessarily like world changing storyline. And it's just and it can be just like a spooky thing or you know it can have to do with the magic stuff. But just I don't need to see him. Like half-ass put over another up-and-coming babyface. Well, we've we've gone through months and months and months of or them trying Randy to make Orton. this a serious character that is devious and has supernatural powers. And shouldn't you be scared of Bray Wyatt? He's so spooky. Mm-hmm. That that hasn't worked for a long time because no. he constantly loses matches. So if he's already kind of a parody of himself to the entire audience, why not just really like lean into that? And make it as silly as possible. I totally agree. And it's hard to say if if that the the broken or woken Matt Hardy thing is over yet because Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, last week or, or I guess two weeks ago now, um, that crowd was dead. So of course it wasn't over. But then you have the LA crowd, which is probably one of the top five hottest crowds every time they go to that market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
we won't really know until we go to Tacoma, Washington, or Washington D.C., <laughs> Abu or Dhabi, Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yes, if it's really over, when that's sort that? of like middle. Is that this week? They're on their way now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have we determined if the, are the so the, there will have the, they will have the first ever women's wrestling match in the history of Abu Dhabi? Yeah. But are they going to be wearing like, beekeeper suits? Yeah, beekeeper suits. No, I'm just kidding. No, they're going to. But they, they are they going to be wearing like full pants and long sleeves? I don't know. No. Can you ask Paige? No. <laughs> can you D, can you DM someone right now and find out? No, no. I really think that there I, there was some question about what they're going to be wearing. Maybe that's just memeing, and I missed. Yeah, the joke. I mean, I can't imagine why would WWE agree to that. That's a weird look. Well, yeah. I mean, they could have just chosen to not go, which right. would have been a stand yeah. um yeah it's not gonna happen yeah. <laughs> is wwe taking a moral stand against something come on um so uh, back to raw uh, you were talking about the crowds uh, you know give the la crowd all the credit in the world they're my people now i guess and whatever but i mean let's give a lot of credit to wwe for putting on a show and having like just having the t- t- testicular fortitude to like we're gonna put on long matches and we're gonna earn your respect and earn your cheers that that 205, that cruiserweight match was like everybody was sitting on their hands the first third of it. The first yeah, half I got up and it. left, to be, to be fair. <laughs> I yeah. didn't watch it at all. That was a beverage was like, break for me. Oh, cruiserweight match. See ya. And I was into it. I mean, the last time, I don't know if it was the last time, one of the last times I was there, I mean, I've complained about it on the show, but there was like people in the crowd who were just like talking shit during cruiserweight matches. You know, I mean, it's, it's a normal thing, but they gave it time. They made it, they let them actually work. And then by the, you know, by the three-quarter mark, there was, like, this is awesome chance going on. And people were totally invested. I took that survey and I said, let them work longer matches. So they listened to me. They read my survey answer. (laughs) Thank you, WWE. I do think that the name Cruiserweight is hurting the division now. I totally agree. Like, there's enough talented people in there that, like, I don't need to think that Rich Swan is in some other division. There's plenty of people that Rich Swan can wrestle, like, in – the main roster that I don't need to think like, oh, this is a a different division now. So I feel like it's it's actually doing a disservice at this point because even for me, I was like, oh, cruiserweight match? I'm going to go get a beverage. Is the best thing that ever came out of TNA or Impact Wrestling the X division? Because it's essentially the cruiserweight division without the uh, kayfabe weight limit. Yeah. Yes. So you have the high-flying matches. They do have no limits. Yeah, exactly. So you can bounce back and forth. AJ Styles did. Christopher Daniels did. I mean, that was it was a really smart move, um, but that was more of a gimmick. Thing. I mean, I feel like if that happened in WWE now, then people, fans would be shitting on it. Like if they had a career, if if instead of Enzo, if it was like, I don't know, who's who, who's a big guy that can do some semi aerial things? Well, if it was Finn Balor, yeah, he's a perfect Finn, example. Finn may be a cruiserweight. I'm just saying, like, if it were, you know, if, if it were Jeff Hardy, sure. Jeff Hardy yeah. goes down and just beats them all, clearly much bigger than all of them. Or even if it were somebody young. I mean, if Samoa Joe, I mean, he's not as much of the high flyer as he once was, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I agree. I, I said something similar last week, Steve. I think that, you know, it would it would benefit everybody if they just did. Forget Cruiserweight, forget 205 Live, just call it a thing. Just call yeah. it. Just find a different, give call it a different promotion, you know, yeah. like NXT and just say, like, we're just, you know, we get a different roster. And maybe they'll pop up on Raw and something. We'll just give them the first hour of Raw. People might actually be interested in watching that. I mean, the big thing is just to, they would have to do is rebrand it and give it to somebody, give it to 
even if it's like Heyman or whoever, just give it to some some old promoter with a bunch of internet cred and just let them, you know, succeed or fail, but just to give it some hype, you know, yeah. and let them run independently. Or one of these indie guys, like I said last week. Anyway, we had a number of long, longish, uh, exciting matches. The first one of the night was Roman Reigns versus Jason Jordan, which I think surprised everybody in the world. Yeah. Both of those guys kind of have reputations as pretty good wrestlers who, I mean, Roman Reigns, you could say he's better than pretty good. I don't know how much better, but like good wrestlers who kind of need to be carried and they put on a show. It's their second time working together, and uh, they have chemistry. There's no question about it. This is the future of the company. This might be like <laughs> watching Triple H and Rock back in the day. WrestleMania preview. <laughs> well, it's so, when you think back to Jason Jordan in, in American Alpha, like he was always really sort of cheesy in that. I mean, he was always like a little too yeah. heroic and a little too... It's almost like the Sami Zayn problem, right? Like an incredible baby face, people love him, but if you just tweak it from 10 to 11, it becomes the most annoying thing in the world. Oh, and he did it. He was tweaking it like crazy in that opening promo. Yeah, so WWE has figured out like and and good on him for just going with it you know like you just be a little more annoying be a little bit more of like a crybaby at one point uh in the match i don't know if it was on tv or not but he he put uh roman in some sort of hold and then screamed at the crowd he was like who's a daddy's boy now like yeah. you know you call me daddy's boy which a smart wrestler knows like that's gonna get people to call you sure. daddy's boy so next time he's in a ring they're gonna be chanting daddy's boy at every arena he goes to and like like they always say you know if they're booing make them boo louder if they're cheering make them cheer louder that's the the easy math yeah don't fight it go Ab- with it absolutely um, he's going with it unless you're roman good. reigns in which case continue fighting it for god's <laughs> sakes please i feel never like that's not his fault though I, no, there's got to be a part of him that's like just let me like go bad let me just be the bad guy let me like whatever they're booing me but when you look like that man in a fortune 500 company like you're you're a product and there was so. nobody who came out that entire night who had more heat than him I mean, mm. the crowd lost their minds when yeah. his music hit. Speaking of Fortune 500 company, WWE's stock price has gone through the roof this week. week. You're welcome, WWE. I tell you what to do with your booking, <laughs> and then that happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gold. I will print money for you mm. right now. Do you think they should give you a job? There's a writer's job available as we speak. Are you, have, you, have you applied for it? I'm working on it, okay? I'm working on it. Because he's going to DM someone for me. Oh, really? And set it up. That's oh, intense. Yeah. Um, yeah, according to, uh, the Wrestling Observer, WWE's stock price has gone up $580 million in 40 days. Oh. The share price has increased by $7.55, uh, resulting in a valuation of 582 million, um, what were they? That's weird. I think this math might be a little bit off. But anyway, so we Vince McMahon's personal fortune is now at is now one point four seven billion dollars. How much uh, is he saving on those tax cuts from Trump? Uh, oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're like, oh, WWE's <laughs> looking the, the good. The new Republican tax program will be entered in the WWE Hall of Fame this this <laughs> WrestleMania. So then, is <laughs> what is going on then? Because like the, clearly attendance is down. Like attendance is down. Yeah. I would love to pretend like it's not, but it is. We saw like Upper Deck was closed at Staples. Like attendance is down on one side. Yeah, yeah. And so, I was, I was, I normally don't even pay attention. I was kind of looking at SmackDown and like the the shroud of darkness enveloped everything over, uh, like everything in the Upper Deck. And that arena is not big. No, Valley View yeah. uh, Arena in San Diego is not big at all. So what are we? So what are they? How are they making their money? Are they? Oh, this is off of like licensing, uh, licensing products. Like, oh, what about like Total Divas? Is that under the brand? 
grand like WWE yeah, I think films. that they're. I mean, they they had a stock call not that long ago where I think everybody was, you know, everybody's sort of always expecting it to like WWE to sort of have a real tank quarter or something yeah. like that, and they didn't like do a bunch of cuts. They didn't do. A bu- I mean, there's not a lot of like visible cost saving going on, no. other than the pyro and some of the some of the, the pyro thing cracks me up so much. I that's your new nickname is pyro. The, <laughs> okay. Because W, I mean, not, I don't, cause I don't care about it particularly. I mean, it's fun for some entrances or whatever, but again, it always messes up the live show because you're just like ducking for cover every time somebody yeah. comes out. <laughs> but I, th- but you know that WWE was thinking, was sitting back there making this decision, and they were just like, well, the kids will be a little disappointed, but like, you know, the internet marks won't care. It's pyro. It's a silly like Gaga thing. <laughs> they were wrong. And it was exactly <laughs> the opposite. It's the little kids who like whose parents make them wear earplugs to wrestling because of yeah. this stuff, and it's the for some reason. And the internet just just is stuck on this pyro thing. It's just, I think. Imagine uh, the Dudley Boys entrance without some lame. pyro. Lame, the lamest ever. There's, there's um. Kane walking out to like a, an LCD screen yeah, of like lame. Bur- flames makes no sense. There's an element of the of the fandom that wants to continue pointing out businesses down. They got rid of Pyro. They let go of Emma and and Darren Young and all these people. And oh, it's it's doom and gloom because of who's on top and and how it's booked and that kind of thing. So I think that's why it's a bigger deal than it might be for the actual presentation when you're in the arena or you're watching on television. Sure. All also, right. by the way, their TV rights deal is coming up, and that's probably a big part of what oh, the stock a, jump is about. It's another red herring. We'll see. We'll see what they do. I mean, I think that they have, I think the Facebook, I think that like new and evolving platforms is the place for them. I don't, I find it really hard to imagine. Well, we'll see what I know, but I find it, I mean, I thought that I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid last time their deal was up and I thought that they were going to get some crazy amount of money. Um, and they got the same amount of money. So well, everybody we'll expects see. them to get way more this time. Well, I, I would agree, especially with them adding NXT and trying that out on the USA Network. I mean, you're looking at three nights in a row of, of WWE programming on USA if, awesome. if it works out. So you you would imagine that there's some sort of talk already that the that the money is going to be better than it was last time. Would have to be. Yeah. Otherwise, you just take it somewhere else. And there's still it's still the biggest one of the biggest shows on cable. Sure. Even though the numbers keep trending down, everybody else's numbers are trending down. That's what I was just yeah. I mean, even the NFL's down. Sure. I mean, the value to USA <laughs> the last time they negotiated and this time is that they can go around to advertisers saying that we're the number one cable network because Raw is like the rising tide that lifts all boats or whatever, and then they and then they can get better ads for you know Chris Lee knows best or whatever. <laughs> He's what? got his own talk show now. I love that. Wow. That Chris Lee's got a talk show. Um, for why? Where's my talk show? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Paige went over Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks uh, put herself over on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Um, and I mean, not in a bad. I don't mean that as a negative thing. I like this. I, I mean, we, we've talked about it. we we interviewed Sasha on this podcast. You've talked to Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a lot in this Austin podcast that we hadn't heard before. Although there was certainly more time and more depth. Yeah, um, yeah. The wrestlers always open up more to other wrestlers than they do to journalists. It's just the facts. But she did say that she she'd been thinking about it a lot, and she decided she preferred work, prefers working heel. Um, if, we uh, had this conversation during Raw. I did. Per, I prefer her as a heel. But now there's not any room for. I mean, it's there's no room for heels on Raw because we have no. the the page collites. What yeah. are they called? <laughs> Absolution. Absolution. Man. Absolution, man. I thought Alicia Fox was joining Absolution. I was marking out for it, but. 
that's not gonna happen. Yeah, no way. They're not gonna push. I don't her. think they're. I don't think they're interested in, a, in taking on new members. <laughs> yeah, it's closed. It's like the guest list for this show. They should no just do like guests. those early those early DX sketches where they would be like Los Bariquas, you're now in DX, and then like China would just give them the, the, crap out the of crotch them. shot. And that would I was it. really impressed with Paige. I've never been a great. huge Paige fan, but she's a great heel. She has a great look. She carries herself well, and there's. There's a reason why that's working and the Riot Squad is not working. Ruby Riot is nowhere close to the performer pages. No. Um, no. This was a... Let's just jump right there. There's no reason to go in a linear fashion. This was a... Um, this was one of those, like, Roman Reigns, here's a microphone and a spotlight moments uh, and to a lesser extent for the Riot Squad on SmackDown. There was a lot of just like, let's just see what you guys can do. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, it was not great. I, yeah, it's it was it was. I mean, Liv Morgan impressed me. I mean, in, in limited usage, uh, Sarah Logan uh, had some had some flubs, but then also went toe to toe with Tamina. Obviously, they're putting her over as sort of the monster of the group. I think I think she's good. I, I think she's good, but her promo skills are. But it's like, <clears> but like, look at. I mean, this is why I was talking about this last week. Like. You know what might help some of these people's promo skills is being on NXT <laughs> right, in a featured right. capacity for some period of time. It was entirely just, too quick of a move to bring all these people up. They're, and they weren't expect them to just like hit the ground running. I yeah. mean, I'm sure maybe they're, I mean, they might be cutting them lots of slack backstage for all that because it's, they have all the excuse you need, you know? I mean, the whole point of developmental was supposed to be that like, you don't need to come up through the indies, you don't need to come up through the territories. You, we're going to give you all these reps. And then by the time you get on TV, you're going to be, you know, ready to go. Well, yeah. you've said this before on this show that NXT is not so much a developmental territory anymore no, as it now. is a brand. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a brand that they're trying to sell to television. Yeah. Presumably, it's going to end up on USA if this, this test show works. I said before, I think we talked about this, that like I've, I, they, I think they just need like three other NXTs, just like, or developmental leagues just you know have just take booker t's school over or whatever do something in texas do something out here on the west coast to probably do something i mean you could just something in stanford just run shows in the northeast somewhere and people would go and at least if you, if you put that on the network you know it doesn't have to be you don't have to worry it can be the new nxt yeah you know and then you can promote nxt gets called up the brand gets the call up right. yeah they should really just do like a field of dreams thing just like build just put up a wrestling ring in like a field in connecticut Actually, it would probably be better if it were in Texas or something because there'd be space and warm weather. Yeah. And just let people start wrestling and cutting promos on, like, old fender ramps and and not talking shit about the fender ramps. I mean, like, a microphone with Plugged a into cord. A yes. Yeah. And uh, people just, like, drive their cars out there, you know? Just, like, use GPS. I'm going to find this random field and watch wrestling. Well, I think that's the people future. Would do it. It's the future. Uh, maybe not to the extent that they're putting a wrestling ring in a cornfield, but as the independent scene becomes more and more popular yeah. and they monetize their businesses more, WWE has to look at all of that stuff and say, we have to take them out. Yeah. They're stealing our market share. If the, if the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes really do a 10,000-seat arena for one of their shows, for basically a Ring of Honor show, yeah. WWE has got to be concerned. That's going to be a, that's a shot across the bow. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, but like, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. They said they're going to announce the venue soon. Two right? weeks. That's what they said to ESPN. But the show is not till next year. Right. Huh. All right. If they get Kenny Omega, <clears throat> they'll then, sell out. 
I mean, I'll go. Yeah, I'll happily go wherever. I'm in, like, it would be great if they did. It'd be great. I mean, because we've all been to you know PWG shows and said, why why don't they just work the forum one night? Just just give it a shot. And that's not their business model, and that's fine. But it w- I think it's an open question about how many. I mean, those PWG shows are sold out in a second. But if you go, you like you'll you realize that like. 75% of the crowd are the same people who were there every single show, no matter yeah. what. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it's, it'll be really interesting to see what they can do. Yeah. Um, it's hard, it's hard to be, uh, a medium sized wrestling company. That's the thing. It's it like is, you can be small and you can run tiny shows and you can sell merch and you can make a decent profit. And, but the minute that you start to say, I'm going to start touring and we're going to yeah. try to get television, it all starts to unravel. I mean, that's Look what beat up, that's what cr- took Crockett out is them trying to be a national and ECW. And ECW, and yeah, I mean, and listen, it's there. There is a spot for one, and I'm more convinced than ever of my, uh, you know, my take that like TNA, like th- we can joke about it all we want, but the worst thing about TNA wrestling is that they've just like boxed out anybody else from being that second promotion for the longest time. Yeah. There's like very few TV channels that would even take a risk on it, and they've been like squatting on these spots over the years. But also just the perception that like. The, that there's no that a second you know a number two wrestling fed is going to fail because they continue to fail you know if they just disappeared there would be space for someone to yeah. do something anyway soon well no I mean now that um, who did you say is in charge now Dutch Mantel is the executive the no, CEO Dutch Mantel's of, uh, out Don, Cal- Don Callis it's and was Dutch Mantel Dutch there until just yeah. this happened no, yeah I'm he was the head booker Dutch Mantel jokes um, always funny yeah uh, superstar Bill Dundee is their new president, according to the sheets. Dundee is the president. No, I'm just joking. Okay, I'm just God. naming I'm just naming old it's Memphis Ed Nordon bookers. Still. Move along. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, the Riot Squad didn't have the greatest week. Also, uh, this is a little bit meta, but like part of what makes the uh, the what's Page's faction called? Absolution. Absolution. I'm just gonna keep asking. <laughs> Part of what makes Absolution uh, seem legitimate is the fact that Paige is actually famous, and there's this, and and there is this sort of meta storyline that she's unfireable and she can just come in and beat people up, and it's okay. Um, also, she has a track record of being a, you know, dominant competitor. Mm-hmm. I like when you see the Riot Squad, and then there's like all of the various women on SmackDown are like conspiring against them and trying to figure out how to take them down. It's like, I don't think you guys would have that much trouble taking the Riot Squad down. Ruby Riot's about like five foot three and like a buck soaking wet. The Riot Squad's a mess on a lot of levels. Let's yeah. just break this down. I'm, yeah, okay. They're, nothing about them screams Riot, except for Ruby Riot, right. who's like covered in tats and looks like a psychopath. Yes. However, the whole sort of like Harley Quinn gimmick was already usurped and sort of you know, co-opted by Alexa Bliss. Right. So you can't let it go the full suicide squad, mm-hmm. riot squad, let Ruby Riot be this like psychopath who right. comes down with like a baseball bat. So calling it the riot squad and not a riot ever breaks out. Right. Doesn't, it automatically just sets it up flat. Sure. Then the other two people, like there's no connection to yeah. what is happening. I buy absolution a little more just because it feels like, Hey, I'm Paige and I've come to like kick some ass. And I brought these two girls who also want to kick some ass. Yes. Like, and Paige has a legitimate gripe, right? She's been off of television for a year. 
mm-hmm. at, and, from at the top of her game. Yeah, like exactly. In the top moment. And and, and she, she's right about that. Yeah, she's good enough to be able to say I'm the best, and for people not to roll their eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Nikki Cross should have been in the Riot Squad. I, I mean, thank you. You're welcome. Obviously, like Ruby those two Riot, together Nikki looks Cross, great. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Such it, a problem. Yeah, they they made some odd. Uh, staffing choices. I, I I complained about it last week, but you know, whatever. We'll 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 see what they. I don't know. <laughs> you're exasperated again. Can I we, mean, but part of the. But you're. Right. I mean, what you're saying is exactly right. We got you know the Harley Quinn thing was sort of was usurped, like mm-hmm. you said. Carmella sort of usurped the the uh, the know, Jersey the, Liv Morgan thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I think she did, it she did it first. Yeah, she did yeah. it first. But that's Morgan the sort of issue that would be, you know, that's the sort of thing you can work out if you're spending time in developmental and have to come up with a new character because someone on the main roster is doing your gimmick. I or you know. make that a story. You're yeah. like, oh, no, I'm from Jersey. No, 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 I'm from Jersey. And they fight. Battle of no Jersey. No one understands that. Okay. I do think, I, I think that, you know, you're right. If you had Nikki Cross, Ruby Riot, and even uh, Sarah Logan. Yeah, Sarah Logan. Yeah. You could put her in, you just need to make her a little more like angry hillbilly. Yeah. Like a little more Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. country wild woman. Yeah. And then that to me is a riot squad. That yeah. that to me seems, but you got to have them come out and like brutalize people. Don't come out and like give me like three lines of like half ass promo. You know, of like, I'm going to beat you in the face because I'm in the riot squad. It's like, okay, well, just show me. Yeah, show, show me. not tell. And I want to get into SmackDown, but before we do, a quick word. From executive producer Ronda Rousey, now comes a groundbreaking new series, Why We Fight. From California to Tijuana, Thailand and beyond, Why We Fight offers a never-before-seen journey into the lives of unknown and underdog fighters. In each episode of this eight-part series, you'll go face-to-face with a new fighter and discover a deeper meaning than just winning. Some fight for glory, some fight for family, and some fight because it's the only life they know. Everyone has a reason. Watch Why We Fight, every episode now streaming on go90.show slash mm. That's go90.show slash mm. All right, now... Let's talk SmackDown. Can we talk about one thing that is working? Yes, staffing wise on SmackDown, Rusev and Aiden English. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Every so good. single week when they come on the camera on the on the television screen, I'm entertained. Yeah, have you ordered a Rusev Day T-shirt yet? I just bought a Shield T-shirt at Monday Night Raw. That was I, a terrible decision. No, man, the Shield's cool. These two marks that are on my podcast right now. <laughs> First of all, Schilling bought the. Bought, we, I was like walking by, just showing our heel producer Jim the merch stand, and I was just like, "I'll buy you a shirt if you promise to wear it all the time." And he was just like, "Yeah, no thanks, of course." And then Schilling was just like, "Oh, you're at the merch stand, okay." And then walked right up and bought a Shield T-shirt, like in the. At the like, I've been thinking about buying a Shield T-shirt for a, a couple months. Sorry, and then. We get back to the seats, and Steve is like, oh, you bought a shirt? I got to go get a shirt. Yeah. And then so on the way out, he like got in line, and I was really, I, thank God he didn't buy a Shield t-shirt, but he came back with a Braun Strowman t-shirt. That's right. I already have that one. I promptly went home, cut the sleeves off, <laughs> cut the neck out, and I wore that son of a bitch to the gym yesterday. There he just goes. like pumped iron. Yeah. You got to start posting selfies. Every time I dropped it, I was just like, Yes, they're posted. I feel like I'd be too. Like the shirt would intimidate me if I were working out in a Braun Strowman t-shirt. No, it's good. Too much pressure. Yeah, fill it out properly. Rusev and Aiden English have. uh, They're doing great. They're they're doing. I mean, that's a. It's a. It's a quiet, but uh, you know, real success story for what they're doing right now. And now they're in the. 
tag team title fatal four-way yeah. match at Clash of Champions. When is Clash of the Champions? Two weeks. All right, so we don't have to preview it today. Thank God. I, th- uh, I, th- I thought we forgot. <laughs> it's a great example of the writers have nothing for you. Let's put these guys together, and then they just figure it out. Like yeah, Rusev basically created the, that on Twitter. Are the Bludgeon Brothers not going to make their way into that match? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, th- it's already four teams. It's too, it's too many. I agree, but what do you, what do, you do with the Where is the Fashion Police? I guess we could do Bludgeon that. Brothers versus Fashion Police or something. Yeah, it's a it's kickoff like, show match. There you go. Those outfits are so bad. It's not even... Okay, look. Let's talk about the fact that... Real quick. Why are you having those guys squash? They're not new. Yeah. I know what Rowan and Harper can do. Yeah. I've watched them do it for three years. Why am I watching you squash two guys who I don't give a shit about? Yeah, Str- it it worked for Strowman. I know, but but we had never seen Strowman before. Sure we had. He oh, was he, in the Wyatt family. Yeah, he stood he there with like a me. black sheep mask on. Speaking he, he, of, shout out, Braun Strowman. <laughs> he was at but, WrestleMania and interacted with The Rock. Uh, yeah. He was on television. But we had not... We. I, I, it just feels different to me. Okay. I don't know why. I just I just feel like we've seen them in singles competition. I mean, Luke Harper was on a run there for a while where I thought he was going to be like in the championship like sure. conversation. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, let's just put you back with uh, this and kind of give he you got like hurt, right? a cane outfit. And no, so, they just no. pulled him off television. He, he got, got in the best shape of his life. Yeah, they were just like, great. we're just going to yeah. let you work house shows. Rowan yeah. got hurt. Yeah, yeah Rowan had like a hurt. Yeah. torn... It, it does seem to me that, that at least with Luke Harper, Luke Harper had a character that had been developed through the Wyatt family breakup to his issue with Randy Orton. Uh, so to kind of scrap that and then just give him this gimmick where he carries a hammer everywhere. <laughs> never uses it. I, I do understand uh, Steve's issue. And yeah, I'm still pissed. They never it's use like they still have fucking yet to hammers. use hammers. <laughs> Good God. Uh, oh, man. Um Bobby Roode and is and Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler are gonna fight at this thing. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I was more excited about it being a one-on-one match, but it does seem like with Clash of Champions, part of the deal is we're just gonna throw as many people into these matches as possible. That's that's yeah. I'm feeling that too. Yeah. Did, did you, how, how surprised on a scale of on a scale of one to ten, how surprised were you that Shinsuke Nakamura was Randy Orton's surprise tag <laughs> team partner? Not surprised I, at all. Why even bother with that? Let's see who's left on the roster who's not, big enough and one of the baby face. Yeah, and, and have any of those people been tag teaming with Randy Orton regularly <laughs> over the past month? <laughs> they teamed together like twice. Um, Whatever, it's fine. I'm sure they're working dark matches all up and down the, all up and down the coast. Um, but uh, speaking of successes, Owens and Zayn are still great. Sammy yeah. cut a really good promo yeah, about the 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 ringside versus the ramp sort of thing. Yeah, he's so good. Oh um, man, and you know the the Daniel Bryan Shane McMahon backstage interplay is at least seems to have a point. Yeah, I don't need Shane McMahon as the guest referee, though, in this match. Well, chicanery will happen. For in that sure, match. but it could happen without him being the guest referee. Is it going to be Daniel Bryan turning heel? <sighs> See, I've heard that Shane might be turning heel. Do we like do a hot double switch? Already? See, that would be that that actually would make me happy. Me too. Kevin Owens' as a baby face is a thing I think we deserve. Oh, I thought you uh, See, I thought it was going to be like a higher power gimmick where Shane was Shane was aligned with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn all along. That would make no sense. That's why I said a higher power gimmick. Oh, sure, because it, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was because the- that, Austin and McMahon were feuding like three weeks before that reveal. When we do more conceptual episodes that aren't just about the week in wrestling, we have to do one where we talk about the worst 
angles of all time. Because a higher power is like rubbing up against the Black Scorpion for the worst angle of all time. Black Scorpion was a great angle. It was just a bad payoff. They just didn't have... So it was a higher power. The I higher power thing was awesome. The higher power is a little bit corny. Yeah, they're, I was they're actually very scared similar. of the, corpor- uh, the, the ministry. I was scared of the whole thing. It was like weird black magic stuff when I was a kid. I didn't like it at all. Here's the thing. In pro wrestling, reveals are never good. Yeah. Especially now that there's... You know, there's no one's showing up. You're Rick trying to tell me you Rick don't Rude's want another raw GM situation? Anonymous yeah, exa- GM? exactly. Yeah, that just, it doesn't, I mean, yeah, it's if it's not Hornswoggle, it's nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Black Scorpion, well, who was the Black Scorpion supposed to Rick, be? Oh, I don't remember who it was. It wasn't to be. Rick Mar. It, what was the guy's name? It was uh, Ric Flair. Al, Al Madrill? Was it Al Madrill? Dude, uh, I don't know who, who the Black Scorpion was supposed Al to be. Anyway. Al Madrigal? Yeah, it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a guy who was just a you know a wrestler of some esteem that did not. But he wasn't around in WCW as far as I know. And then he just like asked for too much money, and they were like, "Nah." And we got to. And then at the yeah, it was it was then it was going to be it was either Flair or or who was the other person, dude? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Look it up. Anyway. Um, we will talk about the Black Scorpion because that's more fun than what we're talking about right now. Um, circling back around to Raw, we touched on um, woke Matt Hardy, woken, awoken, woken. I think it's woken, woken, woken Matt Hardy. Um, Cesaro and Sheamus um, beat Ambrose and Rollins. I really thought we were going to get a title change there. That felt like too. what we were getting, but what we did get. <sighs> was uh, like a 45-minute post-show segment that was just the Shield comically teasing Sheamus and eventually putting him through a table. Yeah. It was really awesome. I assume... When do, do we know when the, when it, when the, t- when the cameras turned off? The cameras turned off as they were going up the staircase. So when they were up at the top celebrating, Samoa Joe and the bar were celebrating with the belts, cameras went out then. There was a great photo that was floating around the internet on Twitter and stuff of... Uh, the heels posing on the stairs, and and Sheamus's beard went faded directly into Samoa Joe's goatee, like you couldn't <laughs> see where one ended and the other one began. That's, That's what, what we need is a Siamese twin gimmick. When was the last time we had one of those? It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Um, I like I like this little heel faction. It's going to be fun seeing them job to the shield next week or whatever they end up doing. I mean, right. we don't have a we don't have a raw pay per view right until I mean the Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, that's yeah. It. But then there must be another Raw. I think they get Elimination Chamber. Oh, right. Because they just announced the next SmackDown pay-per-view when I was watching SmackDown, which is after the Rumble. And that's what? Fastlane or whatever. And so it's not Elimination Chamber. Yeah, it's definitely not Elimination Chamber. Because last year they had Elimination Chamber. But right. they sort of been have been switching these gimmick matches or gimmick pay-per-views. Um, yeah, I mean, but Sheamus, uh, Sheamus Cesaro and... And Samoa Joe were fun. Samoa Joe, we haven't talked enough about him. We haven't talked at all about him. Mm-hmm. Talk about a give somebody a mic and let's see what you can do yeah. moment. He His role in that opening segment was pretty breathtaking. Samoa Joe has been ready for a very long time and has had the unfortunate like accident prone sort of situation happen where every moment that's about to be his moment, he gets hurt. And then he's on the shelf for three months. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it happens. It doesn't, there's nothing about him or how he works or anything. It just, these things happen. And it's been unfortunate. It's like when Finn Balor, you know, like, yeah. how are you going to stop that? Yeah. And I think with Joe, there's obviously, I mean, I think it's, 
you know, I don't think I think he's got a lot of fans backstage, but there, but he had a lot to overcome, a lot more than Finn Balor to overcome on the front end, right? For I mean, sure. just like just per- changing the perception of himself and stuff. But he was, I mean, man, that was he he looked he was amazing. He was the biggest baby face in the arena for that opening segment. That yeah. was the one thing that I did want to check, and I, I forgot to, was we, remember how we got two intros to that match? I feel like one of those intros where he was cutting uh, the ring announcer off uh-huh. was maybe not on television. Mm. Really? I need to check that out. Okay. I can't remember, because I, I thought it was weird, because like for him to keep interrupting and being like, oh, you're a punk-ass paper champion. Like, the crowd was going crazy. Maybe neither of them were, for all we Well, know. but then when all of a sudden, then all of a sudden they, like, ring the bell and JoJo started again, and she was, like, gave the whole thing uninterrupted. So I, I wonder if some of that was for us or... There was an interplay between the guy at the timekeeper's table oh, and the JoJo. The photo is on WWE.com. Look at this <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's the beard, the mohawk to, be, to goatee. Mohawk to beard photo. Um... There was some, there was something going on there, and, yeah. and obviously for those of you guys out there who watched the show, and most of you did because yeah, most of you were here, let us know. Um, yeah, I think once we get past WrestleMania, which is a weird thing to say, is like, can we just get WrestleMania over with? Once that's over, and we've given Roman Reigns yet another coronation, another big WrestleMania moment, in the main event where he wins the belt, he slays the beast, then. I think they'll finally be able to start telling stories uh, for these guys and start elevating them properly, like the Samoa Joes of the world and Braun Strowman's of the world, where they can be a part of the title picture and it doesn't have to be this kind of perfunctory, like, let's just go through the motions, we need to have a title match at the pay-per-view thing. Uh, I mean, for all we know, Brock Lesnar has no opponent at the Royal Rumble. Because every... every There's a rumor that he's not going to work the Royal Rumble. Right. That's weird to me. Yeah, but when you it's not a squash, but when you beat everybody, and you and you feed everybody to him, eventually you're going to run out of credible challengers. And they already told the Finn Balor story with AJ Styles, so there's no reason to have them wrestle each other. There's no reason to have Brock Lesnar squash him. They they're just mismanaging a lot of that roster. Yeah. But come on, I'm upbeat after that lovely episode of Raw. Yeah, it was great. Too. You know, like when, speaking of WrestleMania, you know, everybody gets like new outfits for WrestleMania. Mm. Do you think Samoa Joe is just going to have the biggest neck towel of all time <laughs> That's how to it gets celebrate his? Every week. He was basically draped in a king size quilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's but like, it's been comically small at other times. Yeah. Like, it's like, there's no, where'd you get that? It's like a hand towel. But he wore it over his head as like a hood back in TNA. Like a Taz thing. Yeah. 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 He's got to start selling those gimmicks. He's got to he's got to figure out how to to monetize that towel. Yeah. Oh yeah, like a Samoa Joe rally towel. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm all about it. You're welcome, WWE. Expect another five hundred million dollars on your <laughs> your company value after this episode. <laughs> um, I'm I'm actually looking at Raw right now to see if there's any any instance of Samoa Joe interrupting the ring announcers. If that was only if that was an LA if that was just a pop the crowd thing, I think it might have been a pop. Should have been on the show. It was that good. Well, for everyone, if if you didn't see Samoa Joe interrupt JoJo to talk shit about Jason Jordan and Roman Reigns on Raw, I am sorry. Uh, sorry that we spent so much time talking about it without acknowledging that you might not have seen it, and also sorry that you missed it because it was really really good. Um. Well, it doesn't appear that Hulu has it, or maybe I'm just missing it, one of the two. Um, so let's talk about WrestleMania. Oh, here we go. Wow. I suggested a WrestleMania Whoa. preview Whoa. before we started recording, and now it's happening for real. All right. 
Um, Let me adjust myself. <clears throat> so, I'm just going to throw out some names. Okay. You guys can start putting them in the hopper and putting them together. Okay. Um, the top of the top of the raw men's division, we got. Um, I mean, forget the tag. Let's. I'm going to include tag team, current tag team wrestlers: Ambrose, Rollins, Cesaro, Sheamus, uh, Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, um, Roman Reigns, Jason Jordan, Samoa Joe, the amazing Elias. You got to put him in there. By the way, shouts to that Chris Ableton t-shirt. That's the greatest thing <laughs> any wrestler of ever all done. time. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, is there anybody I'm missing? I'm sure there is. Who who has the mumps right now? Who's out hurt? The Miz. Oh, well. oh the Miz. Yeah, yeah the Miz. for sure. He'll be back. Um, and John Cena. Wyatt. John Cena. Though I think Cena's going to stay on SmackDown for the foreseeable future. At least I would do it that way. Because why do you want him bumming around Raw when the big program is on Raw? Yeah. You want to have Cena sort of sure. like propping up SmackDown. And then Brock Lesnar, obviously, uh, yeah. our, our champion. Yeah, um, we have no reason to assume that Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns is not happening. Do you think that we're going to get, here's a question number one. Are we going to have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in the main event at WrestleMania with, I mean, just straight? Like, without their, without them, like, you know, freaking out and putting a third person in into the match without... You know, them going back on plans again without them paying The Rock $80 million to come have one last match against Brock Lesnar? I don't think so. Yeah, Wait, me neither. Here. Does the WWE stock valuation open the door to like Dwayne, uh-huh. Dwayne, how much money, sorry, DJ, how much money would it take for you to get into a ring? With I don't him? think DJ is going to wrestle uh, unless Jumanji bombs, but it's tracking very well. <laughs> is if it? Jumanji bombed, then I think The Rock would be like, hey, Vince, hey, brother. I need to come back, but I don't think that's going to happen. Here's I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. Mm-hmm. I don't think Roman Reigns is in the main event at WrestleMania. What? See, this is this is why I'm glad you're on the show. You're yeah. crazy. No, I don't think he's in the main event. You, wait, are, this let's is ludicrous. Do, do you acknowledge or do you agree that the plan now is for him to fight Brock Brock Lesnar in the main event at WrestleMania? And you and you're saying you don't think it's going to they're going to they're going to blow it up somehow. I do not think that the plan right now is for him to fight Brock Lesnar. Ooh, okay. I think personally, that they're much more invested in Braun Strowman getting that belt on him right now than they are Roman Reigns, mm. which is why the Shield is now a thing again. Because they know... I, I look at a world where Roman Reigns is going to be your IC champion for a little while, mm-hmm. and the Shield, the the other two fellows, are yeah. going to have the tag titles. And you're going to see that be a dominant faction for a little while. Uh-huh. But I don't see a world where we need Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. We're still itching for Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman from the last time because it was yeah. such a good match. I think that's what we're looking for to leading up to WrestleMania, personally. Well, I could be wrong. But I, there's something tells me that they have figured out right now that they can't just force the guy down your throat. It took a long time. Well, I mean, they seem to learn that lesson every year somewhere around like February 23rd after they fail at the Royal Rumble and everybody's freaking the hell out because Roman's in the main event again. And yeah. then they like, you know, cut bait. It's working right now. It's working. He's The tide is shifting for Roman Reigns. And if you have him like if you have him come in and and screw Lesnar out of the title and gives it to Strowman. It's a much more interesting way to tell that story. I'm not saying he won't get involved somehow, but I don't I, I don't know why the plan has to be 
Roman Reigns, Bro- uh, Brock Lesnar. But I, I could be wrong. I could see a world where the Shield has a six-man match at WrestleMania against Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and a third person. No, because the Survivor Series is the only night of the year. <laughs> no, no, no. When no. I, well, continue. Finish your catchphrase. When superstars from different brands can compete. Right. Well, that's true, sort of. But what I'm saying is Owens and Zayn lose or they Clash of Champions, and then uh, Kurt Angle hires them for Raw. And who uh, loses their fucking mind about that is Stephanie McMahon, who's like, you can't hire these two guys. They beat up my dad. And that continues this angle of mm. Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon and Triple H having issues. All right, let's go to that uh, that that part of the WrestleMania, the potential WrestleMania card. Triple H, uh, there have been rumors that he's going to be fighting Shane. There have been rumors he's going to be fighting Kurt Angle. Uh, there's always the possibility that he's going to, you know, uh, I could see Triple H putting Finn Balor over or something in WrestleMania. What, what's your guess? I mean, I, I say Shane before I say Kurt Angle, but uh, who knows? I mean, I don't want to see him fight any of those guys, to be honest. I want to see Triple H fight, but I don't want to see him fight either. I would two. like to see him wrestle Shane McMahon. There's just too much storytelling material there to not do something that – is that? Uh, but you have to get true there, to life. wouldn't you say? Like yeah, they're of not there they're not right close. Now. Not I thought close. Survivor Series would kind of get us farther down the road. It didn't. Yeah. But there was still it was still mentioned. He still you know, what what did he do? He uh, pedigreed Kurt Angle and then Shane pinned Kurt. Right. Mm-hmm. That whole interaction was very strange and didn't really get a lot of follow-up. Why he felt the need to do that? Not only that, but the Braun Strowman angle on that got like zero to little follow-up. Well, maybe Strowman Triple H is your WrestleMania match. I mean, I'd take it. I'd take that. Sure. I'm still on board with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I could see them adding a third person because we've already had the build-up to this match before. Mm Mm-hmm. But the thing that I'm sure they're thinking about is we never really gave them a finish for that match. Sure. Because we inserted Seth Rollins into it. So why not really just give them the match that we promised them at WrestleMania 31 and be done with it? Well, because they won't be done with it. They have to be done with it. They're going to keep running this back until we all agree, <laughs> until we all cave and cheer Roman Reigns at the end of the match. Yeah. Lesnar has to go away at some point. This uh, might be it. I mean, yeah, I, to my knowledge, he has not signed a new contract. No, I don't know. I, I, my guess is that he won't. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, there's no upside for him. It's, it's not free it's not, money. Well, I'm just saying the offer is not getting lower if you wait, if he holds out. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's, he, if he waits till the, the day of WrestleMania, I guarantee the dollar's going up and up and up. Yeah. I'm sure his his advocate Paul Heyman is very aware of those sorts of dynamics. <laughs> yeah, he's whispering in his ear. Also, there's so many, like, even just talking about this, there's so many unresolved storylines from Survivor Series that have just been completely abandoned. Samoa Joe Finn Balor, gone, sure. gone. They yeah. St- yeah, they were done the next night. It was so strange, and it wasn't even that much in at Survivor Series. No, but like the buildup was intense. Then Survivor Series happened. They had their little moment, and you're thinking, "Oh, okay, we got a little nice." Well, little- good for Samoa Joe. He's got a feud with Roman Reigns going on right now. But like, and Finn Balor is feuding with the former Intercontinental <sighs> Champions hangers on. Yeah, he's squashing Bo Dallas on Raw. Weird. It wasn't even a squash. That was like a 15 minute match. Well, I don't know how long it was, That's but it, just, it felt like a real. Like, yeah. That was that was the match that like they gave a lot of time to that they could have decided to not give any time. Oh, man, to. my boy Finn. Like this, this, this one really bothers me. That guy was the first universal champion yeah. and earned it. 
Mm-hmm. He was. He's he, never got a shot. He carried NXT for what a year and a half. Was it that long? And he was the champion. Yeah. During the expansion period of that brand, where they were able to start doing takeovers and and selling out big. He arenas. was the top draft pick of for any people from NXT. I th- I think maybe there's something. there's a possibility that we get Miz and Finn Balor at some point. Oh no, I think that's what they're setting up. I yeah. just don't know when. I, I mean, is that going to drag all the way to WrestleMania? How long does a Marine movie take? Hey, does that match even get months. on the WrestleMania card unless one of them gets the IC title back? That's like pre-show. No, that's a that's a the Miz is a former world champion. The Miz main evented WrestleMania. There's, neither of them would have a belt on. But like every like the WrestleMania main card is everybody with belts and every member of the McMahon family that chooses to wrestle. <laughs> right, and and Triple H like no, anybody anybody, that's, yeah, yeah, right. anybody that wants to come out of retirement, yeah, come back. Hulk Hogan, we got a we got a Stone Cold for Hogan's return match. The Miz, I'm just kidding. The Undertaker's Miz, definitely going to have an appearance. It's <laughs> New Orleans, God. so he has to. The Miz is established. He has to be on the card somewhere. Wait, is Undertaker going to be on this card? Or is Undertaker, he, I don't know if he's going to be on it. He'll be there, though, he for is, sure. He's going to be at Raw 25. They've been uh, promoting his appearance. <coughs> Which, by the way, if you're in New York City, Shoemaker, you got to go. Shout out. If I'm in New York City, it will be to go to Raw 25. Right. It's not just like I'm at my winter home in the Lower East Side. I, I thought maybe you had a, a place to hang out. A little Pierre Park Slope. Um, okay. So we've we've sort of gone through one and a half matches for WrestleMania. What, are, what do you have any other WrestleMania predictions? Like is Matt Hardy's is is Woken Matt Hardy going to have a spot at WrestleMania or is that going to be just, you know, done or no one cares about it by then? It really depends on if this feud works. Yeah. If the stuff with Bray Wyatt works and people are popping and they're selling merchandise like crazy, I could see him wrestling somebody. Uh, of of importance at WrestleMania, I could actually see him and Bray Wyatt wrestling at WrestleMania. Still, yeah, well, because like, look, yeah, you can draw it out. These these like the the whole like pro. It's literally, it's going to be a promo match for a month before they even get into the ring. I don't even know that they'll fight at Royal Rumble. Like, it still might be in like promo land at that point. Oh yeah, they could drag this out. I mean, if there's anything that Bray Wyatt has taught us is that he can feud for months on end with the same person. Yeah, we'll still have obsolete Mule coming back at some point. You know, like it, the, the the woken Matt Hardy thing has only just begun. Yeah, this is a, we, haven't, know, even we seen, haven't even seen Senior Benjamin yet. Maxwell, no, we haven't seen the anybody. dilapidated boat. You know, <laughs> all your Vanguard One. Characters. If Vanguard One doesn't show up next week, I'm going to be furious. Can you imagine if there's like a giant drone at WrestleMania there's just flying going around? To be. Oh my god, Vanguard. Not only two. that, but I, okay, here you go. Right now, if I'm WWE creative, the Lady Gaga drones from the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Get those things for WrestleMania. Sure. Have them fly in, do a whole the thing around the ring. With the with the drum yeah. people. Yeah. Boom. There you go. All these. You got a whole army of Vanguard ones coming in. That like, sounds like a terrible idea in a dome. Oh, they are in a dome. Yeah. If it was like a Gillette well, actually, Stadium. But I don't know. I think it's like, better. In, I think if enough. it's if it's open air, then everyone just starts ducking under their seats of a army. Of, if a bunch of drones start flying overhead. Yeah, but then you have a bunch of drones flying around in, in a, an enclosed space that could chop up a bunch I'm of people. I'm all for it, though. I'm just saying. You heard me. There's a lot they can do. I think it's You're a right. great idea. There's a lot they can do. It's um, a shame they don't have more Supernatural-esque characters for him to work with. But guess what? Sanity is on NXT. What if Sanity is not Supernatural, but they are weird enough, and they're similar to Decay in the way that they dress and that kind of thing. So uh-huh. it could be like, oh, it'll be like the Decay thing with Matt Hardy. God, what if Bray Wyatt joined Woken Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy, and it was 
sanity versus the broken, woken Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Jeff Hardy. Just oh, the three man. of them going crazy. It would be weird if Bray Wyatt stopped being a leader and started being a follower. Why? Because how many how many worlds has he eaten so far? <laughs> Zero worlds. Exactly. Zero worlds. The He's, eater of worlds. I think it's more likely that Sanity ends up being the new Wyatt family than yeah. anything else. It's just time for a change. With the, this is why the Bray Wyatt thing is great right now. Enough is like, enough. Time it, for change. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. We don't do Supernatural anymore. It's hilarious. Like, make it be hilarious. Well, and the, the, the crazy thing is that you know, we've uh, interviewed a lot of wrestlers um, betwixt, betwixt the three of us. We've Steve, you've hung out backstage with any number of professional wrestlers and it's at true. taverns around the country. That's very true. Um, there's, a, uh, the, I'm, I'm just trying to think of everybody on the, on, on the Raw roster. There are very few people who are more physically intimidating than Bray Wyatt in real life. Yeah, he's a big dude. I mean, dude. he's a big dude that walk that i mean he's he's clearly like substantial but has mm. but he's like fleet of foot mm. he moves around he's light on his feet and he's just scary looking you yeah. know i mean he's he's scarier in jeans and a jack daniels t-shirt than he is in his gimmick or whatever but yeah. he's but i mean he's just he's a frightening dude there's and now no, he might give you meningitis you just don't know yeah oh, there's all it's kinds of layer. communicable diseases going around <laughs> uh yeah i mean i, I that he should just be beating people up. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a, a stripped down minimalist version of his gimmick with the same music, the same entrance, but with him dressing like a normal person yeah. and not talking about Sister Abigail all the time. Where he's just kind of crazy. Sure. Backwoods crazy. Which Jake feels like Roberts. that's where they're headed though, which yeah. is what's nice. Jake the Snake Roberts. Who is it see what's your what's your top five of, of scary in real life? Or like like physically physically frightening in real life. Oh, Lesnar's number one. Oh yeah, sure. For sure. Braun Strowman's on that list somewhere. He's so big. He's, He's so huge. big. And you just mean like look wise. Yeah. Because like, both those guys have like, are they the nicest people in the world? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the demeanor plays into it as well. Like he, Braun Strowman didn't scare me because he seemed like such a nice guy. But he's huge. Samoa there, Joe scares me. Samoa Joe. There you go. Samoa Joe is, and I've said this before, but Samoa Joe in... You know, a t-shirt and jeans is a frightening dude. Yeah. And, and his hands are, like, bigger than your head. Yeah. He's just, like, so clearly powerful. And, well, and he's a funny one, too, because he's a nice guy. Yeah. But he's not, he doesn't have, like, a sunny disposition. No, he's a nice guy that will break your fucking face. Yeah. For the right reasons. Um, even when you're, like, I mean, I've spoken a total of, like, you know, six sentences to him in my life. Um, but even when you're like saying something, if you're, even when you're having a conversation with him, there's that thing in in his eye that you're just like, I better word this right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would agree. Uh, are we talking current wrestlers too? Or are we going back? A yeah, little I mean, bit? if there's somebody that springs out, but current wrestlers, there's that class of guys who are like John Cena and CM Punk was weirdly in this group too, where they just look six inches taller in real life like people that shouldn't be physically yeah, like, Cena, Cena doesn't do that for me at all. oh really no he, to me he looks completely like he's just muscly he doesn't yeah. seem scary no to no me, I don't mean scary like, I just mean he looks bigger than I expect him oh, to yeah. look yeah. Uh, and yeah I mean Punk doesn't look like a murderer well he kind of does but he's <laughs> but he but he's surprisingly tall seeming in real life yeah yeah um when he's not busting chairs in the backstage of UFC events. I'm trying to think back to when I did the press line for the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania last year, because that's when you see people sort of outside of their gimmick, not completely, because they're still, the cameras are still on and whatnot, but 
like Dean Ambrose is walking around in sunglasses and had obviously had a couple drinks and was like mm-hmm. having a good time and being, you know, probably closer to who he really is sure. than on camera. Um, I think the only person who was like physically intimidating to me was Charlotte. Oh yeah. Just because she's so tall and yeah. her shoulders, shoulders are, so are so wide. Broad. Yeah. 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 It's totally true. Um, I haven't met either of the Bludgeon brothers in real life. <laughs> I assume they're both pretty scary. Yeah. Well, they're brothers, so yeah, they're both. They have to both be scary, right? Um, yeah, we had back to back. Honestly, Randy Orton. Randy Orton is a little oh, is a little mm-hmm. intimidating. Randy yeah. Orton. Posing. Randy Orton is. I've and again, I've said this before. Randy Orton in real life is like JJ Watt sized. Yeah. Like he is a crazily big, scare like in, like not intimidating. Like he looks like a vicious, you know, like street thug or something. No. He's just huge. He's physically imposing. Yeah. And like you cast a shadow. It, he feels threatening. Mm. Like a viper. <laughs> like an apex um, predator, if you like will. Like an apex predator. Yeah, it's totally true. I think those are probably like my top guys of like terrifying. It's the eyes, man. You look into those eyes and you know who's really scary and who's not. Um Yeah. That's that's totally true. Someone interviewed um, long long ago. Someone interviewed uh, what's his name, the actor who has the taco place up here, Danny Trejo. Oh, Danny, Danny Trejo, because he's clearly like a little bit off his rocker. And they were just like, "Who's the scariest actor? Like, what you know, what actor do you you know would you actually be worried about in a in a physical altercation? Who scares you the most?" And his number one was George Clooney. And it was he was just like there's just something like that smile in the eyes. It's like he he just knows something you don't know. Like he like he he has the confidence that he could break you. In My half. favorite thing about Danny Trejo is like he, you were talking about like people who look physically and like terrifyingly uh-huh. imposing on film. Mm-hmm. Horribly scary looking dude. Like yeah. threatening, oh, awful yeah. looking guy. You meet him in person. He's like five foot six. <laughs> And like it's just a sweet, like tiny little guy. <laughs> like it's like the imagine, you know, the the magic of film can make somebody look horrifying. Oh yeah, um, and a lot. We got to we we got to get Elias. I, I got to meet Eli- I got to meet Elias. I got to meet Elias in real life. I need to. I feel like I, he's he, probably he would be on that list for me. I've never been around him personally. He's but a very. He looks like a big dude. He's a big dude, and there's an intensity to him too. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the eyes. Yeah, he's got the eyes. I, it's amazing how behind him they are. I mean, not amazing, but it is notable how behind him they are. He's going to keep rocketing right up the ladder, I feel like. Yeah, he's got a big 360 on. Yeah, but I, yeah, on but I, I feel like, I mean, my at this point, it's like he's got the guitar gimmick so over, the, you know, silence your cell phones, all that kind of stuff. It's weird, and I know this is just like getting ahead of myself, but now like, I can't watch him now and not think about how long it's going to be before the guitar gimmick is like holding him back. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's like, there's some point where like, you know, the honky tonk man has a ceiling. And this well, the is, great thing is, is like, well, all you do is you just say like, I'm not playing for you people anymore. And then it becomes, that becomes your right. gimmick. You know, you just don't bring the guitar out anymore. But he's so good because, I mean, you talk about somebody just going with it. Like in NXT, that was a serious gimmick. It wasn't a joke. It yeah. wasn't bad. It was that he was this mysterious drifter and like, you know, here's Elias. And then they were like, okay, look, dude, everybody hates this and they're going to boo it. So yeah. just go for just it. Lean into Play it. terrible, sing terrible songs about the audience. And it works <laughs> so well. Like I've done a comp- – I, first of all, he stole my gimmick. So I already <laughs> had a problem with him sure. in the yeah. beginning. Uh, Steve is something of a drifter himself. My gimmick, man. Yeah. Uh, but he now, rambles. He's a rambler. 
I've done a real turn on on Elias. He's good. He's really good. He's good in the ring. That's the thing. He's a good worker. Yeah. He's like he's a great worker. I've never seen him wrestle. A he's bad an match. old school worker, but yeah. he's great. I yeah. can see him winning the Andre at WrestleMania. Just to tie it back into WrestleMania, mm, I like that. Elias wins the Battle Royal. I mean, in some ways, that would be a great spot for him because we don't know. I mean, like we said, limited number of spots. And Lord knows the Andre the Giant Battle Royal is a is a rocket to the stars. Mm-hmm. As soon as you win that thing, you're headlining pay per views. Mm-hmm. That's sarcasm. <laughs> Um, Poor Mojo Raleigh. He's getting a push. Yeah. This it's, is time the, for the, it's time for the annual like remember this guy won the battle royal push. Yeah. He's getting a push into the land. By the of way, who the hell cares about what? I have happening. no inside information, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and and say that they better make a big damn deal about that battle royal this year since there's an Andre the Giant documentary coming out. I've heard maybe they might. Was there? Uh, I heard there some rumors. Voice? Who did the voice for the trailer for that? I don't know. I don't, I don't some know. jabron, some, some mark, jabroni. some friggin' mark. Um, yeah, we should. I, hopefully, we'll be able to talk more about that documentary soon. It's very, from what I've seen, very, very good. Hmm. You've seen some of it. Oh yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I've seen. I've seen entire cuts of it. Wow. Hmm. Um, I do it, think back to the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. There, I think it's going to be a good year. Uh, because there's a lot of low-range, well-talented people. Yeah. People who, who who have the goods, but just they're just crowded right now. When you're reading off the – that's the raw list you were reading off of. Yeah. We, didn't, we haven't even touched who the people are on SmackDown. It's going to be like, some combination of Orton, Nakamura, Owens and Zayn, unless Schilling's fantasy booking comes true. Uh, the New Day – I mean, Bobby Roode, Baron Gender Corbin, Mahal, Bob Ziggler are up there. As as Gender Mahal and AJ Styles are in the championship picture right now. Right. I think it's AJ and Nakamura at WrestleMania. Nakamura wins a Royal Rumble. Wow. Oh, I like that. There's no other match that you want to see AJ Styles in at WrestleMania. No, than that. that's the only match. That's the, that's the ultimate. Not unless you're going to be That feels a whole Bauer lot again. like we find a way to put Randy Orton into that match, too, <laughs> oh, or <God>. something. <laughs> the only other thing I would possibly want to see... And there's always a sliver of hope when you see him out in public is the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. No. HBK and AJ Styles at WrestleMania. No of course it's not going to happen, but he's in great shape. He could still go. I'm sure of it. By the way, you were talking, uh, talking some smack earlier about the Hardys coming out to their old theme music. Yeah. Where I was, I was, it, it went through my head like, what is the most embarrassing theme song to still be coming out to Sexy when you're boy. 45? But no. he's, but he's, he owns no, no, it. No. It's such an iconic song. I'm going to fight you on this. This it's is, it's so embarrassing. Uncomfortable. It's not uncomfortable at this for point, me. It's at uncomfortable. All. It's more embarrassing for him to come out to the DX music to me. I agree with that. Cause that's like, I'm putting on my, like, I'm tying my plaid shirt around my waist and putting on my, my baggy shorts and I'm going to come out and rock out to the, grunge the, hits of the 90s. The great thing about Shawn Michaels at the end was he's coming out to this song, sure, but he's also got the whole God thing going on and he really embraced getting older. He embraced it to the point where he was like a gunslinger, you know, walking off into the sunset. So of course sure. he's going to use his old music and it's going to be nostalgic. I'm not saying he needs new music. I mean, he has to keep that music. I'm just trying to feel like what is the most embarrassing thing, the most embarrassing tune at this when you come back as a legend? Honky Tonk Man. This is a well, honky that's bad. That's a bad theme song. It's a bad song. He, here's he, he, okay. I'm gonna go full heel on this. All right. Shawn Michaels is a relic from a time now that seems so angsty and comical 
that to hold on to that, which I feel like that song ties him to, um, seems ridiculous to me. Now, having said that, I loved Shawn Michaels. I loved Shawn Michaels in DX. I loved Shawn Michaels before DX. Um, But there's this weird thing about that era, which is so ridiculous to people my age at this point, having lived through it. And really like that angst, everything was like so like when like you watch the old DX stuff now, it's it's laughable. <laughs> like it's laughable. Yeah. The sort of, you know, titties and balls and all that stuff that they were doing and farts. And it's like, but at the time, it's got the big stick. (laughs) Oh, my God. They said sucking on TV. It's amazing. Right. But when you come out and you're still, I guess what, like when the legends come back these days, like Stone Cold is not full Stone Cold. Stone Cold is like, ah, here I am. I'm going to do a couple stunners, drink a beer and go home. But Shawn Michaels is still given the whole, like he's given the whole schmacting performance and like, you know, like just the, everything's like overly big reaction. So he doesn't really come out and just be like, Hey, what's up? I'm Shawn Michaels. I'm a little older now. uh, And I wear cowboy boots all the time and a cowboy (laughs) hat. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's like holding on to a gimmick. But it's a gimmick from a bad time to hold on to. It's not as iconic as like Hogan coming out to like, I am a real American. I disagree completely. I think (laughs) Shawn Michaels is on that level and is a standard bearer for a time that, yes, is a little sillier than we remember. But I think he carried it well. I think he aged well other than the DX reunion, which was just like, I want to forget that happened. You think Shawn Michaels is on the same level? As Hulk Hogan. No, I mean in terms of their significance to the art of wrestling, not pop culture-wise. Certainly Shawn not. Shawn Michaels is not on the same level as the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, my oh God. No. Damn it. This you had you just, been fun to this podcast, and now we're canceled. Just, how did you just turn into Stack Guy Greg all of a sudden? He's <laughs> like, Bret Hart is the best, and Bret Hart had more great matches than anybody. Okay. That's why you had me on the podcast. That's true. You, uh, it's, 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 stir it up. Yeah. It's totally true. <laughs> this, this guy, good grief. Um, <laughs> would you stop? Uh, anyway. I think I'm just going to semi-change the subject and semi-split the difference here. I think Shawn Michaels wrestling in other matches is a terrible idea. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I think that let's I think the fact that you want him to wrestle another match is almost exactly the reason why he should never wrestle again. We're still talking about him. We're if we saw him wrestle one match and it was anything lower than four stars, people would like his his legacy would change. Well, I think too, you know, and this is like no no bullshit. No no like jokey stuff. The the match against Flair to me is Shawn Michaels' last match and will always be Shawn Michaels' last match because it was like it was everything it needed to be and and it was like the last time he was able to effectively do things. Wait the Undertaker, a minute. the Undertaker matches are iconic. Yeah, what man, are you they were talking really great about? I don't know, man. That they were first both one? a little old at that point. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't, it was so I didn't good. love it. I didn't love it. Mm. The last couple of Undertaker matches, San Shen, Shawn Michaels, the last two Undertaker matches have been hard to watch. They were terrible. That They're Roman Reigns match was really. I don't want to see these guys when they can't move around to, to try to still do this stuff. It's it, just. If there's one guy who can carry him to a decent match, is AJ, AJ Styles. Excuse me. I can't yes. say that God. word. AJ Styles. AJ St- I can't. It'll be interesting to see him. I'd want to see it just to know, but I'm not ang- I'm not aching for the it. The other side of it is, yes, we're going to do uh, Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Is there any possible way that that match will be half as good as their Wrestle Kingdom match? No way. No, I think they hit it really high, and Nakamura's... 
I mean, obviously he'd get up for WrestleMania, and that could be one of the, I mean, you know. But you just can't do the strikes and, and the sort of tempo in a WWE ring that you can do. Yeah, he's been up and down since Okada Omega 4 at WWE would not be as good. That's a good point. That's true. Uh, Jim, we got to get out of here, right? Yep. Um, closing thoughts. You know, we're, we were just talking about old theme music. It, we, it should, we should probably give a shout out to Jim Johnston, who was oh, yeah. apparently R.I.P. released from his WWE contract this week, or his contract was not renewed. What part of yep didn't you understand? <laughs> we have to say goodbye to Jim Johnston. Anyway. Can you play the Braun Real American theme at the end of this episode as a tribute? He didn't I'm going to do Braun American. Michaels. Oh, that's right. He didn't. That was Rick Derringer. All right. <laughs> do... um. Do sexy I'm do, boy. I'm doing Braun yeah. Michaels. Yeah, I have that. Braun one. Michaels. All there right. you go. That's great. I'm looking. I'm just looking now at all of, of Jim Johnson's greatest hits. Shout I mean, out to the guy who did Sexy everything. Brute, by the way. I listened to that oh a yeah, the Sexy Rusev song. You gotta, you gotta love that. Uh, one of my favorite Jim Johnston songs of all time, Million Dollar Man. Oh, was that Jimmy Hart? Uh, I have no idea. It's not on this. Well, thing. strike me down, God, if I said it was. Uh, Jim Johnson and it was Jimmy Hart, but of course the rock theme is is classic. The Austin theme is classic, yeah. and then I think the last really great one that he did was the Shield. Was can't get enough Flash Funk's theme song. <laughs> Somebody call my mama. Jim uh, Johnson did the, the Shield. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. It is a good one. No, that's a, everybody loves that. Um, I underrated. Let's go listen to it now. Underrated. Let's go listen to it right now. The Sting theme he did very underrated. Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for getting our show canceled, Steve. This might and be my last one. Are you going back to New York? I'm going to get out, you know, so maybe I can do a call-in at some point. There you go. Um, He's gone. Just like living the life. Where, where are you going to stay in New York? Are you back in Times Square? Uh, for no, a, wait, where were, you, where were you saying before? Yeah, I was like in Midtown. Oh, okay. I'm there for a little bit, but then when I move back, I don't know. I'm going to, like when I move back permanently, I don't know. Right. We shall see. Does it, do Plus the fans know what out. you're doing? Are you allowed to talk about it, or is it a big secret? No, I'm allowed to talk about it. I'm doing Pretty Woman the Musical. That's He's right. He's playing the Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman the Musical. I'm playing the Julia Roberts role. <laughs> um, I get to Finally, say, they, they gender-swapped Pretty Woman like I've been suggesting. Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> I have to go shopping now. Um, now, Steve's playing the lead. He's playing the male lead. Yeah. He's playing Richard Gere's character. That's true. Uh, one of the great roles in cinema history, and now it's going to be even better because mm-hmm. you're doing it and there will be singing. Yep. Brian Adams, yeah. There won't just be singing. There will be like 90s heartthrob ballads. Wait, written by Brian. Brian Adams? Oh, yeah. The music what? is 23 original songs written by Brian Adams and his writing partner, Jim Valance, who wow. wrote some of the greatest pop hits of the 80s and 90s. Um, did, was Jim, did Jim Valance have a hand in uh, All for One, the Three Musketeers theme song? Because I know I'm that sure. Brian Adams wrote that. Yeah, I'm sure. Thing I do, I do it for you. That's another one mm-hmm. i mean this that's late brian adams think about early heaven summer of 69 like the guy's got some hits yeah and he's, he's a he's a hell of a writer and a very accomplished photographer let's link up brian adams and jim johnston to Ooh. write some music for Ooh. the page get some intro music yeah. i saw brian adams is one of this is taking me back one of the first celebrities i saw when i moved to new york um and i almost missed him because he's about three and a half feet tall and he's super not a tall skinny. guy um, but that was, I was, yeah, that was when he was real glam. You remember like the, like oh, the yeah. post, 
the post-movie theme song glam period of him. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I love Brian Adams. Yeah. I also love Ryan Adams. There uh, you go. Big fan of the Adams family. Adams. The, the Adams brothers, one of my favorite Gentleman wrestling Gentleman Chris teams. Adams. We got to get out of here. Jim's going to come in here and pull the mics out. Uh, thank you guys for doing this. Yeah, at Dave underscore Schilling. Always. At Steve Kazee. Always. Uh, we're at Mask Man Show. Yep. Apologies to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Shawn Michaels is not on the same level as the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Damn it.